0: Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guests are from the city of Brainerd. Uh, joining us today, Cassandra Torstensen, who is the Brainerd City Administrator, and Paul Sandy, Brainerd City Engineer. Folks, welcome back to Community Focus.
1: Thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh,
0: so uh, what's going on in the city these days?
1: We have a lot going on in the city these days, some really exciting things, but also some just regular things that we have to work on for the next uh, calendar year. So I'll let Engineer Sandy start with some of our projects.
2: Yeah. So uh, as you, everyone is aware, there's two seasons in Minnesota, that being winter, which we're in right now. and. Construction Uh, and construction, (laughs) and uh, so we are planning uh, for our next year's construction projects and um, you know getting the public aware of where these projects are at and where we're at design and when we can expect you know delays on roadways. So um, we do have a very busy program again in 2019, and we have some projects uh, in the future in 2020 that you know the public should also be aware about that you may have seen in the paper more recently. Mm -hmm. So, um
0: Yeah, so let's talk about next year uh, to start with. Is there any major projects uh, a la South 6th Street like last year?
2: (laughs) You know, uh, I I wouldn't say as major as South 6th Street, but we do have some projects that are going to cause, you know, some people some delays, uh, you know, close to where they live. Um, Them being, uh, we have a construction project in Northeast Brainerd that uh, consists of two streets and a lot of sidewalk construction that uh, has to deal with our federal safe routes to school money that the city was awarded. Mm. um, uh, between the years 2014 and 2019. So we do have that money that is available to us to use this summer, along with two street reconstruction projects on H street, Northeast and 10th Avenue, Northeast. Uh, Yes. So there'll be a lot of sidewalks being constructed close to two miles of sidewalks in Northeast Brainerd around Garfield elementary. And there'll be full street reconstructions on those two streets. So that's a couple of projects that, um, will give some people in Northeast, uh, A little bit of, um, you know, uh, delays and things like that, but um, uh, overall they'll be very beneficial to that neighborhood and the school and all the people that use uh, sidewalks Mm -hmm. to commute to the schools or the parks in Northeast Brainerd.
0: Yeah, and I know as always with any of these uh, projects, there's always access for locals to get to their property. That's just part of the deal, isn't it?
2: Right. So on H and 10th Street, we're not really planning on any kind of detour. You know, um, it'll be open to local traffic. Uh, We don't have a set detour route because there is access, a block in each direction Mm -hmm. of all those streets, uh, the grid system that we have in Brainerd. So not a lot of access issues that we really have to deal with on a project such as that. Uh, We get into some more challenging projects. We're in planning stages of Buffalo Hills Lane. That's been in the paper a few times here more recently. And um, there are some access challenges on that street, uh, being, um, you know, houses that are directly on Buffalo Hills. And the type of construction we're planning on down there is really going to present us some issues with trying to get people in and out of their property. So Mm -hmm. we're working through that, slow but sure. Um, But with everything, you know, we just ask people during construction season to be patient with the crews that are trying to get the work done. Right.
0: Uh, Very good. Uh, And it sounds like uh, a lot of the sidewalks, which are, I think, beneficial to any neighborhood, but especially around a school, and uh, a grant is helping to pay for a lot of that, huh?
2: Yeah. So we've been very lucky to receive not only sidewalk grants through the federal Safe Routes to School program. We've also been awarded other uh, grants. uh, So in 2022, we're doing a sidewalk project to Continue the sidewalk down South Sixth Street from where we left off at Joseph Street down to mm-hmm. Industrial Park Road. Um, we will be doing that along with a project that Mindot's planning on reconstructing the next portion of South 6th Street in that year, so we're um, very fortunate to get awarded this money to improve our pedestrian and walking opportunities in Brainerd and uh, you know we always are willing to apply for them just for the fact that it's money that someone else would have been receiving and we feel it's in the city's best interest to always improve those facilities. Sure. Um, it just makes your community more <laughs> vibrant and, um, you know, uh, it gives everyone an opportunity to get to their destination. Yeah. All right. And
3: uh, now the 2020 project we just saw in the paper, was it last week, talking about a possible new roundabout in the city of Brainerd. And it sounds like it's in a pretty good spot. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. So we do have uh, a plan to construct a roundabout at the intersection of Jackson Street and Riverside Drive. Um, We've worked with the county to get a traffic study done on that corridor, and uh, it did identify a lot of challenges and a lot of areas that need improvement with traffic safety, Mm -hmm. uh, crossing intersections, and things of that nature. Uh, We do see a very high accident rate at our James Street and Jackson Street intersection, um, and we're trying to provide improvements that will uh, reduce the uh, ability to turn left in those areas and also uh, provide for, you know, uh, the the crossing traffic, a spot where they can, you know, get the other direction with that roundabout.
3: And for folks who aren't familiar with exactly the names of the roads, pick, tell us where this is specifically.
2: Yeah, so Jackson Street is down by the uh, Civic Center or the Essential Health Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, planned for a roundabout. James Street is one block south of that, which is uh, right kind of by Walgreens there. Mm-hmm. Um, that is planned to have a median through that intersection. Um, We're in some preliminary conversations with the people that live east of that uh, area Mm -hmm. to uh, talk to them about access and potential development of the few city streets that are currently gravel in that area uh, so that they have better access to their properties um, with this construction.
3: Sure. And again, that's slated for 2020.
2: That is. And we were actually awarded grant funding for that project also through the Local Road Improvement Program, which is a a state-funded program uh, for uh, local roads and bridges. Mm -hmm. And we were awarded $800,000 for that project to improve the safety in that area.
0: Very interesting. Good. Yeah. Uh, And, Paul, you mentioned Buffalo Hills. I I know South 6 last year took a long time because not only did you replace the road, but didn't you do infrastructure underneath there?
2: That is correct, yeah. Is
0: that kind of what Buffalo Hills is going to be too?
2: Uh, Buffalo Hills has the sewer and water uh, already under the uh, seal-coated street. It's basically just a seal-coated aggregate surface. Um, So we don't have to deal too much with utilities. We might have to replace a few uh, tops of our structures and things like that to help make them fit in the new roadway. Mm -hmm. Um, There wasn't a lot of rhyme or reason when they put the utilities in. So there may be some manholes and wheel paths and things, but there's not much we can change with that. Um, but, you know, we're trying to make things fit the best we can down there with the what we were pr- provided. So it uh, no utility work, so it should be a little faster project, but we do have a lot of grading and things that would need to happen to make the project a, a success. Sure. All right. Very good. We are uh, also planning on a mill and overlay on College Drive, and my staff and I are currently working through uh, possible night work on that one. So... Uh, We know College Drive is a very busy uh, corridor, and we're actually looking at uh, providing contract language to have the contractor complete that work uh, between the hours of uh, 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. to not disturb traffic and not provide a detour.
3: Is, is that a certain stretch? Of yeah, so okay. this
2: is a college drive that was constructed back in 2012. We're going to do a, a thin mill and overlay on it to protect our driving surface. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be from County Road 48 up to the high school stoplight. Okay. Oh, and wow. then also up the hill from uh, College Drive up to South 6th Street where you, uh, there's that uh, Turner, roadway yeah. that yep. goes up to South 6th Street that needs a mill and overlay. So we're planning on both okay. of those to take place at night.
0: Okay. Yeah. That is a busy stretch. Uh, I haven't seen any the traffic. The people thank you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any traffic counts, but uh, that sees a lot of traffic. Yeah. I think
2: we're right around that twelve to 15,000 cars a day. So wow. it wow. Uh, carries a lot. Yeah. So,
3: hmm.
0: yeah.
2: Interesting.
3: All right.
0: All right. So, um, I find it fascinating to talk about all the grants that are out there. That's another part of your department, then, is to look for these grants, see what might uh, be applicable for the city of Brainerd.
2: Yeah, so we are continuously on the lookout for grant opportunities. You know, I mentioned Local Road Improvement Program. That's a big opportunity for uh, you know local agencies such as the city to apply for. Uh, we recently applied for a Transportation Alternatives Grant, and that's through Region 5, and uh, and it's through MnDOT, and it's a federal-funded program. And uh, so that's for pedestrian facilities, Uh, and we applied for a trail grant that would run along Trunk Highway 25 between 28th Street and the McDonald's in Northeast Brainerd uh, to connect uh, 28th Street, which was constructed a few years ago, into the uh, Northeast Brainerd commercial area. So we Hmm. are continually applying for money to see what we can get and to, um, you know, always looking to improve the city and its infrastructure and uh, make those necessary improvements to help people out. So Fascinating. Good. Yeah. Uh,
0: these projects we've already talked about this morning, are they already uh, posted on your website if people want to find out more, or will um, they be soon? Yeah, they
2: will be soon. Uh, we're still in that design development phase. We update our website usually after the first of the year, so we will be uh, updating our engineering five-year capital plan and our website um, as soon as we can get to it. Um, So I would be looking out for that within the next month or so to have uh, updates up on our website for 2019 construction and future projects, too, like those ones we mentioned.
3: And, as always, weather permitting. (laughs)
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that did slow down that South 6th Street project last year. And, Cassandra, I know that uh, during that project you put together some things downtown like farmers markets and entertainment. And do I understand those are actually going to continue even though the street work is done?
1: They sure are. Yes, mm, absolutely. Good. We plan to have the farmer's market again this year on Tuesdays from 3 to 6 p.m. downtown at the Laurel Street parking lot. And we actually are already starting to take applications for vendors. Mm, so right. if anyone is interested in being a vendor at our farmer's market, please do check out our city website and fill out that application.
0: Okay. And the entertainment part of it?
1: And the entertainment part. So last summer we offered the parking lots as well for rent so people could use those parking lots to hold any kind of outdoor event that they might be interested in. Of course, it has to be, um, it has to work out in the downtown. It has to be something <laughs> that would be um, compatible to the downtown. Sure. But if people are interested in doing a downtown event this year, please do let us know that too. The applications could be filled out. Uh, You can pick which parking lot you would prefer to use and then reserve that for a date this summer. Excellent. Very good.
0: Yeah, downtown is, uh, if people haven't been there, they should come downtown because there's actually a lot of things happening, a lot of new new businesses. Uh, restaurants and so on. It's really a hopping place.
1: It is. It's very exciting. Uh, A lot of those empty storefronts are becoming filled. Um, There's some new restaurants downtown as well. There's some new stores downtown. It's very exciting times. And and last summer with the uh, introduction of additional events downtown, it definitely brought in some more people. Um people maybe that hadn't seen the downtown in a while but were able to come down and enjoy some of the live events, like the Lakes area music festival, for example. They held a concert in a parking lot downtown. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And we had about a hundred people show up for that. Wow. And boy, it was it was impressive. Yeah. Um, and then we also had some artists that did some paintings in a parking lot. We had um the farmers market of course, every Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, which brought in a lot more people, too, that maybe wouldn't typically venture downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was really exciting. And
3: it's nice because a lot of the other ones that are in town do morning hours, and so to have this one in the afternoon, you know, after people can leave work and, and stop on the way home is pretty nice, too, so yeah. that kind of sets it apart from the others as well.
1: That was the goal. We yeah. had heard a lot of people mentioning how there wasn't a downtown or a farmer's market at all, really? That was in the evenings where they could go yeah. after work. Yep. And I would heard a couple of people mention how they didn't really want to go to the farmers market in the morning before work because then they'd have all their produce spoiling in, in their, their car. car all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this works out really well for the the person that is working or maybe just can't get to a morning market. Sure. Is there a start date
3: for that? Or you think or does start in June? When do you usually start that up?
1: Oh, uh, it'll start in June, probably okay. around the third week of June. Third week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Every oh, yeah. Tuesday, from three to six. Perfect.
0: I know Paul mentioned earlier uh, getting the word out about uh, snow emergencies. I was going to ask, how uh, are there more people downloading the app that we talked about before?
2: Um, I haven't followed up with Tim too much on that. Tim Holmes, our fire chief, mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of coordinating all of that. But the last time I talked to him, he said that they are getting a lot more people on that um, application so that they do get the warnings, not only for snow emergencies, but any kind of severe weather that mm-hmm. the city might be seeing or anywhere in the area in Crow Wing County. So.
0: Yeah. And they get other information on there as well, don't they? I mean, uh, if there's closings for... Little League games or something in the summer, does that stuff make it onto those or maybe not?
2: Yeah, so the, that will all make it on there. Um, I know our parks department, um, my department in engineering, uh, emergency services, they all have that opportunity to post messages up there to mm-hmm. any of those teams or anything that may be in town about um, you know cancellations or delays, things of that nature. Uh, the biggest things that we use the app for are those emergency situations where there might be a public safety issue right. with... Uh, severe weather and snow and things of that nature, but okay. Okay. that is available.
0: Remind so. us how we get that app again.
2: Um, it's, uh, the app is called Everbridge. Um, it is available, I believe we have it posted on our city website, and it's also on uh, both the police, fire, and city's Facebook page. We have a okay. post on there to be able to sign up, and you can pick which areas you want to be notified about. I know the whole county's in there. Mm-hmm. There's different, uh, you know, you can sign up for Brainerd, Baxter, alerts, anything of that nature. Um, we see a lot of alerts from just the county as a as a wide perspective, mm-hmm. but the city does post alerts when we issue snow emergencies and things like that.
3: Cool. It'll be handy to have.
2: Yeah, no <laughs> doubt.
0: Uh, one last thing. I, I understand there's an important meeting coming up about uh, the Mill Avenue uh, skating rinks and baseball fields and so on.
1: Yes, there will be a public meeting tomorrow night, uh, 6 p.m. Tuesday at City Hall, where we'll, we will be talking about the Mill Avenue park and also the memorial park parking lot to talk about the lease agreement so if anyone is interested you're welcome to participate in that meeting perfect and very that's good. tomorrow at what time it's at 6 p.m it's at 6 city m. hall okay perfect
0: all right thank you very much folks thanks for being here today
1: thank you thanks, thanks. Thank you.
0: our guests today include cassandra Torstenson. cassandra is the brainerd city administrator and paul sandy brainerd city engineer i'm ken thomas along with tess taylor And that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus can be heard anytime simply by accessing our website at 1067wjjy.com.